Do you think Jesus could do anything right here in Las Vegas, Sin City? I believe that what God is doing is He's creating an eternal testimony. And what we know is when we can come together under a spirit of unity, nothing will be impossible. Hello and welcome to another episode of Las Vegas United. I'm your host, Aaron Pino, and I am so incredibly grateful that you're taking time out of your schedule to join us right here, where we're partnering together with God to create an eternal testimony of His goodness, mercy, and power in our very beautiful city of Las Vegas. So listen, if you're watching on Keen 17, I want to say thank you. If you're watching this on YouTube, thank you. If you're watching, not watching, but listening to this on Spotify or iTunes, do me a favor, hit the subscribe button. That way you'll never miss out on an episode of Las Vegas United. I'm excited for today. Uh, I think you're really going to enjoy today's episode because we have some friends on the show today. Would you help me welcome Annie Lobear and Oz Fox. Welcome to the show, y'all. Thank hey. you. Thank you. How are you guys doing? How's everything going? Oh, really good. You know? We, yeah. we cruising, huh, honey? Yeah, living in Las Vegas, loving it. All the time. <laughs> Cru- are you cruising and bruising? Yeah, something like that. Turning lights on, turning lights off. <laughs> Me in Vegas, right? Oh, we are in Las Vegas. I know that's right. She said we're turning lights on and turning lights off. I, I dare you to go down to the strip and press the off button and see what happens. Oh, I know that's Everybody right. Everybody panics. Oh, I know that's right. They tried to do that a couple of years ago. They, they didn't that. go over too well. You they know do I mean? that sometimes for deaths of celebrities. Oh, really? Yeah. They'll do like a 30-second silence or like a 60-second off. Hmm. I've seen them do it several times. I think even they might have done it for 911. I'll have to look at the records, but okay. I know they did it for our victims in hmm. October. I believe that Oh, the was October one of, 1st thing yeah. when every sign in every casino died. that is posted out on the strip said, pray for Vegas. Yes. Yeah. That was, I got a picture of that somewhere. Wow. Yeah, so that awesome. was amazing when our whole city but, came but together. Not that, not that the shooting was great, but, but it was nice to see the casinos say, yeah, you know what's really interesting because I grew up here in Vegas. Like after the 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 ten one happened, uh, I heard from a lot of people because I wasn't here for that. But I heard from a lot of people. It really rallied the city to bring unity to the to the city like never before. Yeah. Did you guys experience that? Did, did oh, you guys, have you guys seen that? Absolutely. I the the nightclub uh, counts vamp that I usually per, uh, play at or or uh, you know frequently go to, go to. Um, the owner, Danny Coker, who is part of the, uh, he's in the show Counting Cars. Yeah. Uh, Danny was there and uh, he asked, he, he asked me to get up on stage and pray with him. Oh, wow. For that. That was amazing. It was really, really cool. So there was a lot of unity going on with that community. Yeah. You know, I've, I've even seen it because like right after that, didn't the uh, uh, Las Vegas Knights, didn't they like go to like the playoffs and yes. stuff like that? So yeah. I mean, yes. the city was feeling it. I mean, the city yeah. was, was rolling around. Uh each other. So that's always good. Las Vegas United, that's what we're doing here on the show. Yeah. United the Body of Christ, right? Cool. So, um, yeah, so tell us a little bit more about yourselves. I know, Annie, you are a uh, a TV host. A little bit of everything. Uh, a little bit of everything. That's I, right. I'm like, I could sprinkle cupcake. <laughs> <laughs> Every color. Yeah, well, uh, tell us a little bit more about some of the, uh, you know, obviously everything you do is, is big, but some of the things that are at the forefront of what you're doing right now. TV show, well, ministry, you know, that kind the of stuff. TV show thing came several years ago when I was asked to do it. I never pursued it. I'm being pursued right now by a major network. Mm-hmm. But uh, it's, I think, my mom told me something before she passed. Unfortunately, she passed 
uh, this year, but she said, you know, when I had you and I was in the hospital, I heard a voice in my head. Mm. And she said, Annie, I think it was God. And he told me, this baby you just had is going to be famous mm. and is going to be on television. Well. And my mom was like, oh, she told me the truth. She said, I was hoping you were going to be a movie star. <laughs> I was like, Mom, I'm sorry that I might have disappointed you on that one. <laughs> I got on TV for the wrong reasons. Wow. <laughs> because, you know, my the reason why I'm on television, the very first time I did a, a show was, was with George Knapp, our famous oh, George Knapp. Yes. And, you know, he's the U, UFO enthusiast. Oh, yes, he is. Oh, but my what gosh, a great man. Right. I mean, he contacted me because I had a number one blog on MySpace. Now, why oh, would wow. me, little old me, have a number one blog on the entire MySpace? I posted several different blogs in the period of a couple months, and they went to number one of the entire world. Like wow. every day they had a couple hundred thousand blog posts mm-hmm. that would compete with each other. Mm-hmm. Mine went to the very top, and that's when George Knapp contacted me, went to my MySpace, and said, hey, can I interview you? I'd like to follow you around with the camera. Wow. I said, who is this? And number two, <laughs> are you joking me right now? Yeah. Like, yeah. you are a newscaster. Why do you have any interest in me? He goes, well, you go into the casinos, you know, and you reach out to the girls of our city, and you go to the AVN adult con, mm-hmm. and you go mm-hmm. into the strip clubs. I want to know you. And I'm like, okay, this guy is clearly either he's a pervert or he's really <laughs> doing some deep diving into the culture of our city, right? Yeah, sure. And so I said, okay. I told my pastor, Pastor Ron Vietti, and I said, should I do it? And he goes, hey. He goes, God told me yes. He goes, but you can pray about it. I waited three months to tell him yes. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> then I finally did, and I, and he did follow me around. It was it was kind of fun. Um, put a mic on me, and I just was doing my normal thing and reaching out to the community and making an impact and interviewing people and telling them they're loved. And that's all I ever did was just reach out to people and say, hey, did you know how much Jesus loves you? Yeah. Do you know he was thinking about you way before you were planned? Yeah. Like at the beginning of time, like he loves you. Yeah. And so that's what he filmed was the outreach. And so I've been doing the outreach since, let's say, 2004. First, first one I ever did was at the Mirage. Wow. Um, I gave a uh, gift bag and gift card to a girl with a trans stamp on her body. Mm. On the back of her body was a cross. Oh, and wow. I was like, perfect person to interview, uh, you know, or just talk to. And I walked up to her and I said, hey, uh, security is right down over there. You better run. <laughs> mm. That's basically what I told her. Okay. I said, oh, and by the way, here's a gift bag. And I used to do what you do, you're doing right now. Wow. And, you know, she was like shocked. Beautiful girl, by the way. And she's like, thank you so much for letting me know security's coming at me. Because <laughs> I saw him gunning for her. Yeah. I, I was 86 out of every casino on the Strip because guess what I used to do? I was a call girl mm-hmm. for 10 years, yeah. Yeah. almost 11 years. Up and on the Las Vegas Strip, I was being sold. At the time, I was being trafficked by two different traffickers uh, in different five-year stints. And I'm wow. from Minnesota originally. And so I have a deep, dark knowledge of our city's history. Oh, I bet. Unfortunately. But fortunately for 
the women that are being trafficked and enslaved and the men and the boys and girls right now, it's a good thing that I know what I know because I'm being used as an expert. I'm doing, you know, outreaches with Metro, yeah. HSI, mm-hmm. you know, State Patrol, everyone. I mean, different people that come from other states come do outreaches with me. I train, teach, guide, lead, and that's what started our ministry, Hookers for Jesus. Yeah. And a lot of people are like, whoa, stop. Put the brakes on right now. Woo. <laughs> what is Hookers for Jesus? Y'all are still selling yourselves. Uh-oh. I said, is that a problem? Because the last time I checked, last time I checked, Jesus loves mm-hmm. girls like us. Yeah. You know, he protected women like us. But it it's based on Matthew 4.19, which is a good thing, is I will teach you how to fish for people, huh, honey, that are drowning in the dark waters of sex trafficking. Wow. The reason why I named it that is because I had a little voice in my head leaving church one day because I didn't know what to call it. I was putting Annie on my card, handing out my number to people, and the Holy Spirit spoke to me, you're my hooker for Jesus. Mm. And I was like, what? Because the police... (laughs) And the pimps used to be like, you're just a hoe, hooker, whore. And I was mad at that. So it was my way of, I mean, obviously listening, I believe it was a God thing to the Holy Spirit to tell me you're going to call it this name because I love you and I love, I love hookers. Mm. Yeah. Because he does. Absolutely. Right where they're at, if they stay there or not, he loves them. Very true. And Very I true. think a lot of people don't really get that. We're the scarlet-lettered girls. We're the ones we're allowed not to talk in church. If you don't believe me, go check out Corinthians because Paul talks about that. Yeah, sure. <laughs> oh, yeah. That church of Corinth had a lot of ex-prostitutes in it, mm-hmm. and they were loud. Oh yeah. And he was like, "Shh." <laughs> <laughs> you know why? You know why? Let me tell you why. Go ahead. Tell me, We Annie. love to talk, and we loud, and we got trauma. So uh, <laughs> I figured it all out. When Once Paul said that and quoted that, I was like, uh-huh. Yeah. I got you. Yeah. And understandably so, Corinth was quite the city. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, you, if you know the context of that. Yes. But whenever you say, like, like Jesus loves hookers, mm-hmm. you know, so much so, and especially, like, in church world, we feel like everything has to be clean, perfect. Well, they call you know, them sex trafficking victims now. Uh, and, oh, yeah. Yeah. Se- which is fine. Yeah. I don't like calling people victims personally. Sure. But you even look at like the uh, the lineage of Jesus in, in Matthew. You know what I mean? Absolutely. There's only four women in there yeah, who are Rahab's mentioned. One. You have Thank Rahab, you. but then you you also have, you know, the, the, mother, uh, the mother of Solomon, the wife yes. of Uriah. So yes. Jesus is, is not afraid to get into the dirt with people. Yeah. And right where they're at and pull them out of that. And you, you know, know what? I mean? And some would argue with you and say, who said I'm in the dirt? Well. See, now, here's what's mm. crazy. Because when I first started doing that, had the, I, I was empowered mm. to sell myself mm. before my first trafficker because I had been raped. Mm. I had been abused sexually as a child. So I was taking my power back. Mm. And I was getting paid to do it. Wow. So if you turn it around in that context, you don't feel like you're a victim. You mm. feel like, oh, this is my money. I'm about to go to college. I'm going to get my Benz. Mm-hmm. I'm going to get my Louis Vuitton, my Chanel, whatever I got to get to make myself yeah. feel better. Because it's kind of what, what octopuses do. 
uh, there's a great documentary called My Octopus Teacher. And the octopus he was following around. If anyone, I'm doing a small plug for that because I loved it. It actually got an Oscar, if I'm not mistaken. That octopus he followed around had this personality. And it took little shells and rocks. It would cover itself up when it was Mm. hiding from predators. So when you're hiding, right, and you're trying to cover your wounds Mm -hmm. and all those broken pieces inside of you, you get nice things. You buy nice houses. You drive nice cars. And you get your hair did and get your nails done. You make sure when someone looks at you, ooh, that yeah. girl looks like she's got it together. She got it going on. And yeah, most people probably really don't have it going on. They're mm-hmm. just covering. Yeah. I, I'm not putting anyone down for being a celebrity or looking cute because I look cute right now. Because I tell you what, my husband just wrote a song about that, didn't you? <laughs> anyway, wrote a song about Like, here, here it goes. <laughs> so if I would say anything... Jesus loves, loves ladies of the night. Yeah. Loves them. I agree. Them. I agree. And will always love them. Yeah. Till the end of time. Absolutely. So how did you guys get together? Oh, that's a really good. Oh, and by the way, beyond that outreach, just a quick plug real quick. Destiny House and Dream House are our safe houses. Mm, so yeah. I have a four-year program that houses the victims into survivors and victors of what they've been through. That's so awesome. It's a lot of work. And I've got... Yeah. 25 employees, 27 employees right now. Yeah. Wow. So, nonprofit. Go ahead. Go ahead, Oz. Go yeah. ahead. How did we meet, honey? Because <clears throat> that's a that's a nice well, Before story. we go into that, I just have to say, George Knapp, did he, he aired everything that, that you, like the, what he what he filmed with Okay, you? he, yeah. It was like a five-minute piece called Salvation, oh gosh, Salvation in Sin City. Mm. Oh, no, sorry. Redemption. Go look it up on my YouTube. Redemption in Sin City. Wow. That's awesome. I like to call it Light City, Grace City, right? So. Yeah, that's great. But that's what started my TV thing. Like that's all cool. of a sudden, everybody's hitting me up. Hey, can I interview you? Hey, this, that. I was the first survivor to ever really share my story and share about what the pimps were doing to me and what how much money I never took from being in that lifestyle because they took every single dollar. Wow. That's what they do. Crazy. You can't take anything. When you leave a pimp, and this is a quoted line, everybody has quoted me over and over, but I'm going to beat it again like a horse. When you leave a pimp, you leave with nothing. Ladies out there, hear me. Men out there, trans, whatever, whoever's watching right now, you leave with nothing when you're pimped. Wake up. Well, Including your soul. They try to steal that too. If they could, they would. But see, Jesus commands our soul. Mm. He has our soul. Mm. Even if we're walking towards hell, we still get to be able to have that choice of, can I choose him? Amazing. Because I want to go home, you know? Yeah, yeah. All right, Oz. I'll, I'll let you guys talk if you want. I, can. <laughs> I mean, some I warned sandwiches you. Out there. I warned you. I said, okay. not one show is not going to be enough for him because I got a big mouth and I know uh, yeah. My husband does too, by the way. He loves to talk. Oh, so. yeah. I mean, I, I, I told you guys before we start, I feel like we'll we're family. Now. I've, I've heard all the family history already. You know, we go oh, way back. We don't want to go back that far, do oh. we? Because uh, mm, a little bit messy. Uh, Oz, tell me, how did you guys get together? Well, um, uh, of course, before I met Annie, um, uh, of course, everybody knows me uh, as Oz Fox, guitar player from the band Striper out of the yeah. 80s. Um, Amazing band, by the way. Oh, thank you. I appreciate that. Uh, been around now going on 40 years. It's 40 years. Uh, we're going to be doing a 40-year tour Wow! this this year, or next year, I'm sorry. Uh, but um, 
if anything, uh, that was something that I came from, the entertainment business, Christian music kind of thing. Uh, a lot of connections and friends in that industry, as well as in the mainstream industry as well. A lot of, a lot of friends. And um, uh, I went through a, a really sad divorce in 2006 from my uh, first wife of 20 years. Mm. Uh, we had three kids. It was very devastating. And I went through a lot of real deep heart felt uh sadness through all of that sure. um and uh and uh i i guess after that was all said and done um i went through probably a good two years of just waiting on god and just trusting on the lord and wasn't thinking well you know i don't know if i'll ever be with anyone ever again after you know being in such a situation where it was so i thought it was solid it was very difficult for me to accept, but I just kept pressing on, trusting the Lord and praying about my life and where it was going to go. And uh, there was still that whole thing in my heart that I really wanted a partner. I always <laughs> felt like I would be better off with someone, but only if God was going to bring that person to me. And uh, so she mentioned MySpace. I got a MySpace account. And, All right. Uh, um, I, at the time, was... Uh, Coming out to rehearse with Robert Sweet in Las Vegas, because he lives out here as well, the drummer from Striper. And um, it just so happened that during that time, around 2007, I want to say, um, we were getting ready to do a new album. So I was going to come out here, rehearse with Rob. And at that particular time, uh, a good friend of mine, uh, Kevin Max Smith, who played in uh, DC Talk, he was one of the singers. Okay. In DC Talk. He was living out here, and we decided to get together uh, for dinner. And uh, Kevin Max with, was uh, friends with one of Annie's best friends named Heather Veach. And Heather was doing a ministry reaching out to strippers mm. here in Vegas. And um, and I, I uh, he he invited her to join us. We She came out. I met Heather and was blown away that she was doing this outreach to strippers that, you know, was just like nobody else would do that, you know, no, no one that I know of in the Christian world. And she, because she was a former stripper, she was able to get into these mm-hmm. places. Oh, wow. And, survivor um, founded, survivor yeah, led. Yeah, and so <laughs> so uh, after having a super nice time meeting and getting to know Heather, she was getting to know me. We spent a good three or four hours talking about what we did and, <clears throat> and all of that. And, and um, I decided to do a friend request with Heather and she accepted my friend request. And all of a sudden I'm looking at her page and back then they had something called top friends. Oh and, yeah. And, uh, so, Oh, I remember. Yeah. I remember. Yeah. You know what I mean? And, 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 <laughs> yeah. and Heather had maybe like four top friends. She didn't have very many. Uh, she had a lot of friends, but she didn't only had four top yes. friends. That's what you could do. And all I saw was ex hooker, Annie Lobear. Yeah. Wow. And, sure and I clicked on the page and I read her story that she had written this long, long testimony, paragraph and paragraph and paragraph and paragraph about her life. 17 and pages printed it, out. It was, it was, <laughs> it was pretty wild. And, and it was amazing to see her heart and how she really just, you know, wanted to help women, you know, and, and that, that blew me away. And knowing Heather, uh, I decided, and hearing her story, I decided, well, you know, Striper went through a lot of that kind of stuff with the church coming against them, mm-hmm. 
uh, and not liking what they were doing, not liking not liking what we dressed like, the music we were playing. Yeah. So we got a lot of flack, and I thought, you know, I'm gonna message Annie and just tell her, you know, I, if, if she ever has uh, any problems with the church, I, I, I'd be happy to talk to her about what we went through. So and you slid into her DMs. Is that what you're yeah. telling me? Okay, <laughs> yeah. well, there you go. I sent yeah. her. Well, you can send. You can actually send a message. I don't know if you when can you, anymore. Can you, honey? Uh, when, what's that? I tried to look up all of our first love letters to no, each other. No. Oh, really? Wow. And you can't, I think all, they're all they, gone. They deleted them all. They deleted everything, really? all the messages. But, but, Tom, where are you at, Tom? But, but basically, basically, the, the, when I friend requested her, I could send a little direct message, and I said that I said, "Hey, if you ever you know have trouble with the church, I'd love to talk to you, you know, about what we went through." And that was it. And I kind of basically, uh, you know, sent the message. Didn't know what to expect, and she sends me a message back saying, "Oh, thanks, Oz. I appreciate that." So I got a response, and I was like, "Oh, that's nice." You yeah. know. Well, she gets on the phone with Heather. And because uh, I had mentioned I had met Heather, and, and she's all, uh, who's this guy, Oz? He says he met you. And basically, Heather tells her, oh, my God, Annie, that guy's your husband. Whoa. Yeah. Wow. Right? Isn't that what she said? Mm-hmm. And 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 I don't know what to say about that. I wasn't <laughs> insinuating anything. All I was doing was being nice. And... Um, you, you know, I mean, if anything, it was nice to hear back from her. And she was like, she started messaging me more. And we started messaging back and forth a little bit more. And it was it was nice. You know, I was going through my Striper stuff and out touring. And she was uh, busy doing her thing. I think you were going to Japan, I think, at one point. Yeah, I was messaging you in Japan. Yeah, yeah. And, and, um, and, and then all of a sudden came the day that uh, I got I, I got an opportunity to come to Vegas, actually to Boulder City, to, to play, play with some friends and jam with them. So I invited Annie, and um, Annie uh, came and met me, and and I met her in person, and we took a picture together, and I still have that picture. Not and, just one. Uh, <laughs> yeah, couple. That look on your face. Every right now. break was. Can, let's go. Uh, yeah. Let's do. Let's go over here. Let's go over here. Let's go over there. <laughs> Well, okay. Okay, he has a bunch of his, his yeah. negatives. Well, well, so no, I didn't, it wasn't negatives. I had a phone, you know, a flip phone at the time. We were taking pictures. Yeah, you were taking it with but, your um, camera, honey. You had a thirty-five mm okay, well, camera that's, like that's, that. No, I don't remember that at all. But yeah, anyway. you did. <laughs> anyway, um, so dude, um, <laughs> the, the 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 cool thing was it kind of started a little thing between us, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. Uh, I got her phone number and. We just kind of st- kept calling each other, and then eventually I got another gig uh, later on that year. This was, I'm talking about like 2008, February 2nd of 2008 was when we met person. Later on in the year, uh, um, we had, uh, I had a gig here at the Westgate, which at that time was the Hilton, and uh, she came, and we just started hanging out, and yeah. eventually... Um, I joined a band here that was doing a lot of gigs around town, and uh, and the drummer just so happened to have an extra spare bedroom, so I would stay at the uh, at his apartment while I would date Annie. Awesome. And, um, and on the weekends. Yeah, on the weekends. So I'd He'd be driving, be driving. Back, back and forth from California. In his Cobra Mustang. Black. <laughs> oh, I, well, okay. I, I don't have it anymore, but, you know, it was <laughs> vroom, super vroom. nice, super nice car. I love Mustangs. And, that's all I'm going to say. And, okay. And, and so that kind of 
led me to think, wow, this is a great town. Not only is Annie here, but there's a lot to do here for a musician like myself. And, and, uh, and of course, the airport was awesome to fly in and out of. Yeah, it's yeah. simple. And uh, so we started dating, and eventually in, uh, I want to say, February 14th of 2000, uh, 2009, I asked her to marry me. All right. And she said Valentine's yes. Day. Yeah. All right. With so we a heart shaped on. Yeah, and so we 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 got married uh June fifth of two thousand nine and been almost going on fifteen. Mm-hmm. Fifteen years now. Wow. The rest is history, yes. as they say. Yeah. So <laughs> awesome story. Yeah. We uh were quite the story because CNN did a did a piece on us a little CNN? Yeah, I don't I don't know why they I mean, it's weird. Like it's because I was already doing television things. I had been on I think uh 2020 um yeah, a couple she different kind of, shows. She was kind of new people knew about her yeah. and then somehow it got to uh who was that guy? That guy that said he posted he was like in the in the uh, he was always top of the Twitter or whatever. Uh, uh Perez was his name? Perez Hilton talked yeah, about yeah. us. Oh, congratulated wow. us. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. Yeah. It's kind of funny. I don't even know how I got. Yeah. And then Playboy uh, announced Hookers for Jesus. I don't know if they announced the wedding on their um, website. That you got married? Yeah. I yeah. think it was that I got married. I did a an interview with uh, Center. Oh, gosh. What's it called? We're going back now. Not Playboy. <laughs> the other one. Uh, Centerfold. The, um, uh, I, I can't remember. Anyway, I was there. Not the real centerfold, you get me, but they did a story. <laughs> uh, and so I was having all these people interview me that were non-churched. Mm-hmm. Some Christians, but not that many. Mm-hmm. Like Carmen. Remember the musician oh, yeah. Carmen brought Carmen. me on TBN, and mm-hmm. he was a friend with me on MySpace, and him and I got into a big theological argument mm-hmm. <laughs> about can you have that name, it'd be biblical. He didn't, he wanted to argue about it. So I said, okay. He goes, well, I'll invite you on my show. I was like, all right, I'll come on your show, bro. So <laughs> you he, guys had the conversation on TVN? No, uh, off the record and on, uh, through dinner. Oh, you but, had to uh, have that on, on the record. You I didn't mean, even have that out there. You know, come Carmen on. was single, I was single. I didn't know Oz yet. But yeah. uh, so he was being very sweet to me and very interested in what I did. It was, it was a little, a little bit, like curious why he was so interested, but uh, it ended up becoming a good thing because uh, Carmen and I became good friends. And actually, Oz had met Carmen years ago, right? Back in the late nineties, when yeah. they were recording in the studio, mm. right? No, or was it a radio interview? It was a radio guys? interview. Yeah. Yeah, there used to be a Christian radio station in L.A., and then I became a guest host when he came on as a guest. Okay. And uh, so we got to know each other there. Yeah, I kind of knew him. But wow. yeah, we all know that Carmen is... He's gone now. Yeah. yeah. He's with the Lord. But, yeah. Uh, Here in Las Vegas, too. Yeah, I met his mother and stuff. I brought yeah. his mother to church, and I was giving her rides, and he was asking me, can you go pick up my mother? I was like, sure. Mm. Sweet lady. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was really sad, but very interesting how... Yeah, you never God know. How, you, the yeah, you never know how God's going to put people in your yeah, life. That's true. That's really and, true. And then there's a purpose for every dot. It's true. I I, I believe that 
100%. Man, we're going to have to have you guys get back on the show. We're I know. Done. We're not done. I, oh, I know. To hear, I know you're not done. I wanted to hear more about my husband. I, I need to know more about him. Please, can you ask him more oh, questions? That's all good. We're doing oh, part two. You didn't hear him, honey. We're doing part two. What's, what's the best way for people to get in contact with you guys, find out more about your ministry and what you guys have going on? Yeah, for me, just go to pinkchair.org or hookersforjesus.net, and you can get in touch with me on Instagram and Twitter. I'm Facebook. I got a lot of followers, so just hit me up. And I try to answer every email, but if I don't answer you right away, don't get mad because uh, I got a lot of inboxes on Facebook and it's really behind right now. <laughs> yeah. Oz, what about you? Well, yeah. Um, of course, you can always look up striper.com to see what Striper's doing and what we're doing uh, in the future and what we have planned. Uh, we have a bunch of stuff like Patreon page you can yes. join yeah. up with and become a fan with us. And uh, uh, also, um, I have a Facebook page. Uh, Sir Oz Fox is my Facebook. You just look me up. And also, an a Instagram page. I have a Twitter page. So, you know, you can kind of Sir find Oz me. Sir Oz Fox. And then what's your email, though? But I mean, what's your well, uh, website? The web's, uh, it's just ozfox.us. Yes. Okay. Which is uh, not really maintained. It's just mostly just a poster of everything. But, uh, gotcha. you know, if you want more information, you can want to go to my, F- my Facebook page. Yeah, there you go. Thanks, guys, for being on the <laughs> You're show. You're welcome. Today. Thank appreciate you. you. Hey, listen, thank you for taking time out of your schedule to join us. Uh, we appreciate you. Keen 17 every Monday, Tuesday, and Thursday evening at 730 or YouTube, Spotify, iTunes. God bless you. We'll see you next time right here on Las Vegas United.